The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. This sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 75 on page 431. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, Yea, unto thee do we give thanks. Thy name also is so nigh, and that that do thy wondrous works declare. In the appointed time, saith God, I shall judge according unto right. The earth is weak, and all the inhabitants thereof. I bear up the pillars of it. I said unto the fools, Deal not so madly, and to the ungodly set not up your horn. Set not up your horn on high, and speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor yet from the south. And why? God is the judge. He putteth down one, and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full mixed, and he poureth out of the same. As for the dregs thereof, all the ungodly of the earth shall drink them, and suck them out. But I will talk of the God of Jacob, and praise him forever. All the horns of the ungodly also will I break, and the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, the God of my strength, in him will I trust. 
the shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death encompassed me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth. Holes were kindled by it. He bowed the heaven, he bowed the heavens down and came also and came down with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, and sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were uncovered, and at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyes. With the merciful you will show yourself merciful, with a blameless man, you, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty, that you may bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer, and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You, you have also given me the shield of your salvation and your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. And I have destroyed them that and wounded them, so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. 
You have also given me the necks of my enemies, so that I destroyed those who hated me. They looked, but there was none to save, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trod them like dirt in the streets, and I spread them out. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of nations. A people whom have not, whom I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me who subdues the people under me, who delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king, and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of Second Corinthians. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing employing us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and fellowship of the ministry of the saints, of ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you, uh, in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know that grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through the, that, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And in this I give advice, 
it is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you also must complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire, so there also may be a completion out of what you have done. For if there is a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has, and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by, the equality, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, and there may be equality. As it is written, He who gathereth much had nothing left over, and he who gathereth little had no lack. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for their mission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy. And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Just a, some quick thoughts about this morning's lessons. Our passage from Second Samuel here is something that you'll will find that happens a lot in biblical literature, and that is to the tendency to end a, one of the books with a a song, or a, from our view, a poem. And here we have David's uh, song to God here that is essentially the same as our Psalm 18. Scholars now think that the the one that we just read here is has a lot of archaic language in it that points to it being relatively unchanged since the 10th century, since the time of David. And that the the Psalm 18 takes some, I won't say liberties, but maybe we can see it as an updating it through time as it was continually used and, and sung during services at the temple that it was kept more up to date with the language and the way languages change. But this has lots of indications, this passage this morning, that it was transmitted relatively unchanged since David's writing of it back in the 10th century uh, BC. And it provides an interesting bookend to our reading of First and Second Samuel. You'll recall it the beginning of First Samuel, we begin and we get receive Hannah's song. So we see this as a, a, a book ending of this this story, it's beginning with Hannah's song, where she's singing in praise of God for giving her a son. And now we see David singing the praises of God for delivering him and essentially delivering Israel and beginning a new chapter in the history of God's people. And it's interesting to read this, this passage in what we know of David, what he would do later after writing this thing. This is not a, this does not occur chronologically at the end of his life. It seems to be much earlier. 
And we can see this trust that he had in God, this way that he was following God's path and how he eventually falls from it by committing sins and, and, and suffering the consequences of that falling from the path of God. And so we see this much earlier David here who trusted in God, who did what he was supposed to do and followed God always. And we see when he starts to do things for himself, he falls and eventually, you know, suffers for that. So it's an interesting uh, way of looking at the whole of, of our chapters of, of Samuel. This, it contextualizes everything we read. And so we understand what we read in the context of all the participants' relationships with God, from Hannah, from Samuel, to Saul, to David. And that's something that we should always keep in mind as we read, continue to read First and Second Kings in the upcoming days. Now turning to our, our New Testament lesson, Paul is writing to the Corinthians, as we know, as, as we've been reading. And here is a little section where he's talking about something that's going on. They took up a collection to give to the people, the, the church at Jerusalem, about a year previous. And a campaign of giving money to people in need, the church in need. And they haven't completed it. They talked about it. They said they would want to do this good thing for their, their fellow Christians and haven't actually done it. And so here he's kind of cajoling them by mentioning uh, Macedonia, this northern region north of, of, of the, the people that he's writing to who are fellow Greeks but are much poorer than they are. The Corinthians were relatively wealthy compared to the, the churches in the north. And yet the churches in the north have given much of their money to help the, the, the needy and poor churches. And here is this wealthy group who hasn't finished what they said they wanted to do. And then he ends it by talking about how talking about equality, how by supplying needs that they lack, they also supply needs to the, the Corinthians. And this is an important po point when we give to others, is that we don't just give money and then just forget about them. It's not a way of relieving our guilt for having wealth. It's not like our tendency to like say give money to a homeless person so they'll be quiet and leave us alone true charity is giving something that we have received in abundance to others and likewise they give something back to us that they possess in abundance and we share in that in a relationship so the relationship is the important part it's us Sharing what we have, whether it be money, whether it be love, whether it be faith. And that's what often happens is we in the West have a lot of money. We can give to other churches that don't have a lot. And they possess things like faith, like, you know, a strong spiritual connection, their, their perseverance. And they can give that to, to us. 
and we share that across our relationship with one another. So just some thoughts about today's lesson. We continue for the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you.